Hey, y'all, it's Noxie. Thanks for listening to the Detailed Solutions Podcast. And now, a little bit more about one of our sponsors. Alex, have you heard about the pain assassins on Facebook? No, Noxie, what's that? I'm glad you asked, you wrinkled little booby. Pain Assassins was started by a dude named Jason Bruno to where detailers can find the camaraderie that they're looking for without any of the negative trolling bullshit like other Facebook groups. Not only that, but they can compete with their work weekly, monthly, or yearly to win prizes. Oh, dude, and they make sick merchandise, so you always have fresh gear to wear. Whoa. <sighs> anyway, y'all want to check it out? Again, it's Pain Assassins on Facebook or Instagram. Check it out. Welcome to the Detail Solutions Podcast. My name is Alex. This is another edition of What's On Your Mind. It's actually the first What's On Your Mind, Jason, for year two. Um, yes, it is. Since we just wrapped up our first year um, last week. So this week, uh, we've got Roto Ray, Raymond Marlin, joining us. We got Alan Billings joining us. Um, guys, uh, introduce yourselves, uh, who you are, where you're from, what do you do? So that way at least people can put voices to the names, I guess, when they're listening to this, whoever wants to go first, rock, paper, scissors, Alan, go first. All right. Well, Hey man, thanks for having me on tonight. Uh, my name's Al Billings. I'm the owner operator of clean slate detailing and ceramic coatings. I'm located in forest city. That's about smack hammer right in the middle of Charlotte, Nashville, North Carolina. Originally from Fort Myers Beach, Florida. Nice. So, I'm Ray. I'm Raymond Harlan. I'm from uh, Northern Virginia, Winchester. Um, I work at 781 Auto Body and 781 Detailing. So Nice. And uh, Bruno, this is your topic, so I want you to word it however you yeah. have it word. And, and so get into it tonight's topic is basically um what are the steps to do when you start your own detailing business and the reason why i wanted to talk about this topic was because i seen online somebody asked that question you know somebody wanted to open up their own detailing business and they're like asking for advice on what they should do and i'm scrolling through the comments and i'm just looking at like people who do trainings, try to swindle them into coming to their trainings and spend money for their trainings. And, you know, that, that's pretty much the focus on that thread was, oh, you got to do trainings, getting to a ceramic coating training, getting to a detailing training, do all these trainings. But nobody failed, nobody mentioned the important shit about business, about insurance or and getting a business license. So basically I wanted to bring you guys on and get your feedback. What do you guys as business owners and everything like that, what do you feel 
is important to a detailer who is going to go out there and open their own business? Uh, well, first thing I did was, was I did a business plan, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, I, I kind of had an idea from, you know, managing the car washes and things like that of what I needed to do. I had some clients that I could take with me. Um, but I kind of, you know, put it together on paper first of all the things that I needed to do, you know, some of the things that you mentioned, you know, getting a business license, cause I wanted to be legit here in the state of Florida um, not only did I have to get a business license for the state, but I also had to get a business license in my, my County. Oh, yeah. Um, so, you know, they're, they're getting me twice, um, you know, finding out about insurance because we did a shop and I knew I was going to, you know, for the most part, be keeping cars overnight. So I wanted to have garage keepers cause you know, God forbid if you know, a light falls off the roof and bashes a car or something like that. Damn shop gremlins. Right, exactly. Um, so yeah, I mean, I just kind of, you know, put together a plan of all the things that I needed to do to be able to start my business, you know, from, you know, coming up with a name and then registering that name with the, the state of Florida and, and the insurance, the, the licenses, um, you know, on and on and on kind of deal. So, you know, that, that to me, I think is, is very important is, is kind of before you jump in, you know, figure out what's required through your state, through your county, through your city, um, you know, and get a, get a business plan together um, and, then, and then start checking off boxes as you go. Mm -hmm. So I, I actually, I work for a shop, so my family owns it. And then, so I basically, I work under their umbrella. And then I have my own thing in there, which they get a cut of, and then I get my commission, I guess. So, so do you do I a DBA? Have. What's that? Do you do you have a DBA? <laughs> Doing business as? Uh, you're basically. I, I you're work. Basically I work for them. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Manager, manager or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I run my. Yeah, I know you said you have seven eight one auto body, and then you have seven eight one detailing. Detail. So I didn't know if it's two different entities. Yeah, it's all it's all one, and then we're like, like I just have a separate business page because it's different. Okay, work. gotcha. I I just wanted to say, like Jason, this is uh, such a, a great topic. When when you uh, when you told me you were doing this, man, I was like, freaking yes, because it's something that drives me absolutely crazy on social media, and um, it's something that's really not talked about enough. Um, it, it is about the the inner workings of, of detail. Everybody wants to like be a, uh, you know, I use a Roops and a, and this is my wonderful product and look at my certificate. I went and got a whatever trainer and I'm now I'm a professional detailer, but nobody wants to talk about the, uh, you know, the, the main things of, of uh, customer service and, you know, things that you need to do long before you become a professional detailer. I, you know, I didn't know really much about detailing when I started, started this 15 years ago, um, I was winging it like the whole business plan and all that stuff. That was not me. I was the guy who, uh, basically I was, my brother and I started this. We started a pressure washing business. I was doing cell tower maintenance and repair and, uh, people were stealing the copper out of the cell tower sites faster than we could put it in the ground. So my, that sounds about right for Lee County. 
Yeah. So my buddy, he, he basically, the cell tower place, they shut it all down. My buddy, he closed up shop and went to Ecuador and screwed around and it left me without a job. Well, I had this bogus business, clean slate pressure washing. So I started doing that. Well, I was pressure washing the roof of an RV. Somebody's like, Hey, can you clean my RV? I was like, yeah, sure. Whatever. Um, and next thing you know, while I was doing one, five people walked up to me. So I was like, Oh shit, there's a niche here. Like RV detailing, you know, there's a thousand pressure washers. So I started just went to Vista print like every other hack detailer and printed up business cards and slapped them in the laundry mats of every RV park in town. You know, here I am the new detailer in town, you know, and, uh, until somebody was throwing my business cards in the garbage can. And I called the manager up. I said, hey, who's throwing my business cards in the garbage can? He says, well, I am. He goes, are you licensed and insured to be working in this RV park? I said, shit, of course I am. Who would detail RVs without having license and insurance? You know, well, I called my my brother up. I said, dude, we got to have license and insurance to be in here. (laughs) So I called my buddy who's a roofer. And he goes, oh, yeah, you know, I use this person, that person. And, and like you were saying, Alex, once you get that insurance and that licensing and all that stuff, buddy, the world of detailing opens up yeah. and you then become legit, you know. Right. So I could go into all the gated communities that were once off limits to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so absolutely the licensing and insurance and all that stuff, man, that is it, and especially when you start adding employees, the shit accidents start <laughs> happening. And yeah. you bet if you yeah. if you add employees on there, thank God when I started out, nothing really happened. I think the worst thing I did was somebody's awning was ripped and I blew a big hole in their awning when water got in it. But mm. you know, thank God as years went on, stuff happens, man. Accidents happen when you add it's, employees. You're absolutely right. Yeah. And uh, without insurance, I know there's a couple other detail companies down there in South Florida rocking without insurance and they got caught, man. They got big time trouble. And I just hate to and, see that. And that's you know? the thing where, you know, like, like I said, I was reading the threads and I, I it blew my mind that, you know, and, and some of these people who are leaving these comments are like known details in the industry. And I'm saying that I'm like, they're giving horrible advice right now to these people just to make a quick buck. I'm like, dude, send them in the right path fucking say you need to you need to figure out your business plan like alex was saying and then get you let yourself licensed and insured because in the state of florida if you don't you can get fined yeah. oh you get fined big time rocking without yeah, an then, occupational license and all that stuff yeah. you're in deep trouble and then, you're, and then you're screwed at that point you know it's like you don't even have the money to pay for for the fines and shit it's it's a slap on the wrist a 500 dollars fine at first but at least 10 13 years ago it was and then it was five grand every time you get caught after that and then after that you're in deep trouble yeah but slap on the wrist 500 fine think about when you're first starting up a detail business that's that's <laughs> not a slap on the wrist i mean that's yeah. that might be two weeks <laughs> worth big... of work you know i mean yeah. depending on um yeah. you know i mean most most everybody kind of starts out just doing you know 25 dollar hand washes detailers The entry-level coating game started in 2016 with Anyo Ceramic Coating. With its unique single-layer composite technology, Anyo allowed detailers to achieve greater levels of success faster. But in 2021, Anyo, along with YWAX and CC105, received a facelift. Now, under the HyperClean Ceramics line, YWAX's Uno, Anyo has become Dos, 
and CC105 is now Trace. Being a one-year, two-year, or three-year single layer, that's right, detailers, single layer ceramic coating. Pick yours up at the Detail Supply app. And if you mention Detail 15, you will save 15% off your purchase. So go to the Detail Supply app and pick up Uno, Dos, Trace, and use the code DETAIL15 to save 15% off your total package. And I and I know for the people that are listening to this, because I've seen the comments before, I, I know not every state is the same. You know, you, mm-hmm. some, some states you can work without a business license and things like that. But, you know, why, why wouldn't you, you know, just spend yeah. the money and be legit? Um, yeah. You don't want to be that shop. guy that's, you don't want to be the guy that's known for fucking up a Lamborghini and not having insurance. <laughs> to fix it. Right. Oh, well, you're I'm, done. You're done. Right, right. I mean, yeah. well, and on top of that, I mean, the, the Lamborghini owners and Ferrari guys that I've dealt with, like one of their first questions and, and shit, I mean, even like Audi owners, first questions are, mm-hmm. do you have insurance? You know, are you insured? You know, yes, we are. We have, you know, I, I tell them not only are, you know, we have insurance on the business, we have garage keepers insurance. My insurance covers me to do my pickup and drop off concierge service if they want. Um, you know, I mean, when I, the, the Ferrari I did a couple of years ago when the guy brought it to me at 14 miles on it, 300 and something thousand dollar Ferrari. I had to call my insurance company and be like, look, I've got this thing in my shop for a week. You know, what do I do? Up my insurance. Yeah. Right, right. Up my insurance. And and she was like, we can only up it to like, I think it was like 175K. I'm like, this is a $300,000 car. Like, what do I do then? You know? Well, see, um, yeah, like I was detailing boats uh, down there that were over $4 million yachts. Yeah. Um, and, and I, I was in business for, I think six years before I, I was a mobile detailer for six years before I started my shop, before I went and, and got the shop on main street and all that crap. And, uh, like you said, I mean, dude, you, we, we did Barrett Jackson cars and plus, you know, you had, like you said, Lambos and we had a Mercedes SL in there. It's like a one and a half million dollar car, <laughs> you know, it's like, you better damn well have insurance. Yeah. See, I, um, I'm, I'm kind of different though. We have a body shop. So like, Typically, anything that I could mess up, like burning paint or anything, we fix it in house. If that, if not, yeah, you got the you got the, the luck of the draw. Yeah, yeah. So I'm a little lucky there, but we do yeah, have overhead insurance. We have insurance for everything, and it's yeah. like it's like if something goes down, like say our paint booth goes down, that's a lot of money. That's a big booth. It's like I think it's like worth two hundred fifty thousand dollars alone just for the booth. Wow. So we have to have God, it covered, please. and then our shop estimated at like 1.2 1.4 million around there we have to have big insurance on that too mm-hmm. we don't really do a whole lot of high-end cars though it's mostly daily drivers and a couple expensive trucks that's about it though well yeah but a daily driver truck now is 85 grand yeah you know. i think the last one i did the last truck yep. i did i think was 110,000. Right. right yeah right i mean almost your your daily driver cheap car now is 25 30 thousand yep y'all better go get a kia <laughs> yeah, they're starting to look pretty damn good though i'm saying no that's why i said go get a kia man they're fucking <laughs> nice looking cars and i think like their their gt the uh stinger gt is like their top of the line is like a little over 50 g's 
I was just going to say, can you hit the pause button? Because I was actually going to say that Kia Stinger is pretty damn cool. Yeah. Hell yeah. I see it. I see should, it on should TikTok. I whisper that? I, I see it walking on Mopars. Like, all I do is put a chip in it or something. Yeah. So, so besides doing insurance, business license, what are some other things that you guys think that would set people, you know, in the right path of starting so, their own business? So I jotted a couple notes down when Jason said that. I, I think a big thing and one big major mistake, I, I wouldn't say a mistake, but a thing that I saw see new detailers doing is they order online all their, their special, like all the stuff that they see the experienced detailers using. They, yeah. They're like Amazon ordering it all in. <laughs> and it's yeah. insane to me. Like, See, seek out your wholesaler in town, whether it's Airdex or I use a delivery truck. Dude, there is no difference between damn, uh, you know, the high-end degreaser and Pro Supplies big five-gallon bucket of Red Devil, which is yep. an awesome degreaser. Yes. I mean, <clears throat> so it's like I see these guys just blowing money on, you know, that and chemical guys. I mean, so yeah. you're going to go up to a customer's house or wherever, or have a customer come in your shop, and you're not using stuff buy. that they can go get out of Walmart. I mean, that doesn't say much about <laughs> you know. It's like, yeah. why the hell am I paying you when I can just go down, yeah, you know, the Walmart and, and get. And and I like what you said about you know the the things you know that are kind of like all-purpose glass cleaner, like the the everyday stuff. Like that doesn't need to be a big fancy name. Like I tell people uh, all the time. I mean, my buddy is a rep for Simon Eyes. Like I go buy whatever I can from Simonize that's that stuff like that because it's, because it's cheap. My buddy is is in the same complex that I'm at for his um, warehouse. So when I see him pull up, I could just walk over to him and I can be like, "Let me get, let me get, let me get, let me get." It works good. It works great. Right, and I mean it's I mean for tire dressing, for degreaser, for plastic razor blades, for carpet brushes. I mean Simonize gets. Dude, I just got an everyday product. detailing product. Dude, right. I just got an extractor. You know the mighty HP sixty. Yeah. You look online, it's like sixteen hundred, maybe yeah. fifteen hundred. I got mine for eleven hundred, delivered with a one year service warranty. So nice, they nice. come, they come there and fix it on site, or give you a rental while they fix it. That's awesome. That's for yeah, covered for a year, but I've been with them for. 14, 15 years. So right, I'm sure right. I could probably get an extended stay on that too. So like, that's, that's one of the things I always try to preach is, I mean, it's, it's great when you want to be bougie, you know, and, and get the, <laughs> the, the fancy, you know, the fancy degreaser and, and the fancy tire shine and all that. That's fine. Even buffers, man. We could even go to buffers. Right. Yeah. You know, go to but, Harbor Freight, dude. You're just starting out. And hell, yeah. Harbor Freight buffers now are kicking ass. Yeah, it'll rattle your teeth out for the first six <laughs> months. But, you know, at least you can save some cash up and and then get your, like, learn how right. to use the shitty tools. Yeah. Yes. And, and learn how to use the shitty product so you can appreciate the good stuff when you get it. Yeah. Well, I learned on a, my first policy was a $40 rotary. And it was yeah. called Made by Vapor. Nope. <laughs> I don't electric. Know it but yeah. I, I tell you it's still going like it's after 15 years it's my drill brush now for the carpets on the interiors and like, mine's a boat anchor now <laughs> <laughs> well, Bruno, Bruno, i, I have one we, of those 
when we spoke with Jen, remember she said they had a closeout somewhere. She went and bought a shit. I have a phrase. She bought yeah, like 20 machines. 30, $35 machines because she was like, yeah. screw it. They're cheap. If they break, it's, it was $35. It's not a big yeah. deal. Yeah. Well, see, and, and I love Griot's Garage. Like everybody, uh, everybody's all up on the Rupes and all this stuff. And let me, let me tell you, the, they're Cadillacs. I don't have anything against Rupes, you know. Um, but the thing is, as a business owner running multiple employees, you know what sold me on Grios? One the replacement. Are you kidding me? My Free lifetime warranty. Let me say mm -hmm. that real loud. Free lifetime warranty. You can't beat it. Yep. Yeah. No, I, agree. I, like you I said, all, those... all mine are Maxons. I got them all. Every single and, one of them. <laughs> those are those are the ones you let the employees use, and then you have the the Rupes for yourself, the fancy ones. That's that's yeah, how I, I would that's how I would do it. That never happens. They I'm, they'll sneak that. I'm I'm stuck on Rupes because that's that's what I that's what I started with. Those are my guys. In the in the beginning, I got everything at wholesale cost, so it was hard for me to not <laughs> buy Rupes machines. I have a wholesale account with Grios. I mean, yeah. you, nice. It, not bad. Got deal. a wholesale account with Griots myself. There you go. And I got a wholesale account with Rupes. <laughs> so, I mean, I I I I get it. Uh, I think Griots have definitely stepped up their games with their machines lately. Their G9, G21, G15, G8. That whole line is great. <laughs> I've never tried one. No Griots ever. I haven't used one yet. I heard they were similar to the Maxines though. Uh, I mean, yeah. they're all similar to it one way or another. Yeah, right. Yeah, I've been, I've been using the M15 Pro, and, I mean, it's smooth. The only downside to it is it's a little loud. Other than mm. that, I, I mainly use the rotary, which is – I use the M1000, and it's quiet. Look, listen, if, 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 if the sound of the what the machine makes is your make or break, if you're going to buy it or not, that that's the dumbest fucking excuse I've ever heard. Like, I don't give a shit if the machine's loud or if it's quiet. I just care if it's going to fucking do what it's supposed to do and last. Yep. I think mine's going on two years now, I think it is. Put on headphones. Yeah, two years running it 12 hours a day, six days a week. I mean, I mean, the thing breaks, yeah, smash it out in your parking lot and, and buy a new one. You got your money's worth out of it. Right, exactly. Yeah. Or if you have a Grios, just send it back to them. They send you a brand new one. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, Alan, you mentioned something earlier about, you know, going to um, uh, damn dealerships. No, no, I completely I brain farted on, on the thing. The business cards, Vistaprint, to, yeah, to yeah. The business cards. So as far as when you're setting up your business, obviously business cards are, are very important because that's that's – one of the number one ways to get your your recognition right you see people nice car start talking to them oh by the way here here's a business card kind of thing so business cards in detailing i i think some people you know are trying to be uh you know um christian bale's character from from american psycho right like they're trying to have the craziest you know, nicest business card. I've seen people out there with the ones that are like as thick as a credit card and things. Big, like that. bold, and simple, man. 
that's what I was going to ask. What should the person who's starting out when they're designing a business card, what needs to be on a business card? Obviously, name. Put a blue Lamborghini on it. Phone yeah. number. <laughs> Panel wanger. Yeah. Business name, <laughs> phone number. But but what else, what else do you think should be on there? I mean, I know a lot of people will put, you know, like. License uh, insured. <laughs> Yeah, you know, things uh, like know. that, or they'll, you know, whatever. Um, I mean, me, myself, I, I, it's my, it's my, my logo, my phone number, you know, it says paint correction, ceramic coating specialist, says PPF installation, and then has put on face, Facebook and Instagram. And that's it. Like, let's face it, man. The business, the deal should be already closed by the time you hand somebody your business card. Yeah. You know, your business card is basically just so they have your phone number if they lose your it themselves. Right. Right. You know, um, but uh, I, I'm a big fan of simple, bold and simple and, yeah. and don't clutter it all up with a bunch of garbage and just. Let me, oh, I'm going to go grab mine. Hold on. Keep talking though. You just wanted us to all see your fat looking. Uh, My juicy boot. Yeah. Your paint assassin, yeah. your, your brand. So, you just want so to see your. That that I'm, even, I'm, not, I'm not even wearing my brand right now. No, we're talking about the, the, the screen. Oh, <laughs> backdrop. Yeah. Ah, so, so that leads, crazy. so that leads me to another question. Should somebody who's starting out go out and, and have a logo designed? Should they do a simple logo? Should they do a crazy logo? What should somebody spend on a logo? Because again, that's that's part of brand. I think right? you want to start creating a brand, though. You right. don't want to do your work. You want to create a brand, something that's gonna be talked about and referenced often. And mine has changed and evolved a few times over the years. You know, I, I've changed my logo a couple times. If you right. look at it now, it's just a simple freaking oval with a swoop in it. You know, it's like for me, it was my colors. You know what? Know what really helped me out, man, with all that like all that stuff was a book called the e-myth by michael gerber why small businesses fail and what to do about it yeah amazing book man amazing book. I, anybody who you were talking about training classes anybody who comes in and, and does a training with me they don't get certificates or they don't get all they come in we grind some paint and i tell them to get that book and read it it's an it's an amazing yeah. book for anybody you know Nice. But they talk about that. They talk about colors. They talk about, uh, you know, why does a blue suit outsell a black suit 80% of the time? It's just a good business book. The right. hierarchy of, of uh, basically act professional long before you become professional, you know, right. all the stuff that we're talking about right now. I think one of the biggest things, too, uh, is when you're starting a detailing business is uh, find a mentor. Find a solid mentor, one that's been in the industry for a while, who has a successful business and who can detail. You know what I mean? Because I feel if you have a mentor, they're going to they're going to guide you in the right direction. You know, they'll guide you to the right trainings that you should go to, um, because I, I, I do believe that trainings are valuable to an extent. Um, I don't believe in ceramic coating trainings for half of the industry. I mean, ceramic coatings have been around for what more than 10 years now. I mean, if you don't really know how to stall ceramic coating, I mean, you should learn them on my own. So. You know what I mean? It's not rocket science anymore. No, uh, it's pretty damn simple nowadays. Uh, and with that said, uh, <clears throat> there are some trainings out there that I feel are valuable to a new detailer. 
but you got to build your business before you start doing your trainings because trainings do cost money and you got to build your own revenue to be able to pay for that. First of all, you know, cause there's, there's not one detail that knows everything. There's no such thing as a master detail. I don't give a Except fuck me. who has that title. Shut your, shut your mouth. You're a TikTok master. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I'm, I'm glad you brought that up though, Jason, because for me, when I started detailing, I really did want to, uh, be a Swiss army knife of detailing. I wanted to be able to say yes to every customer that walked through that door. Can you detail my hundred foot yacht? Yes. Can you detail my car? Yes. Can I detail? Yes. Yes. And, and, and do it all at a high level. You know what I mean? So I, I really did focus my career on, on, uh, on trying to be able to be the best detailer in every facet of the, of the thing. Now, of course, now that, that takes years and years and years. Yeah. Uh, to do you know what I mean I started at 15 working on motorcycles 20 I went to boats you know 34 I went to RVs and it progressed like that and like you said as far as a mentor goes my career really took off when I when I merged in a master master detailer a uh, a classic car detailer the guy uh-huh. was really experienced at wet sanding um, he worked on classic cars for over 25 years um, I had to sit there and watch him for years wet sand before he let me grind on paint. You know, I, I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm wet sanding $4 million Prevo buses, you know, scratches out of Prevo buses. What do you mean I can't wet sand? He's like, dude, you want to just, you want to learn how to do it properly? Sit down and shut up and I'll show you, you know? And it was a really humbling experience, but um, my detailing skills 10 years into the game took off tenfold mm-hmm. when I, I sat there and humbled myself to learn off somebody who had been doing it for his whole life, you know? Yeah. And that's, that's cool that you were able to find somebody, you know, local. Um, I had this conversation yesterday with Dave Fermani. Hey Dave, how you doing? Um, you know, he was, he was mentioning a, a bunch of, you know, detailers here in Florida. And I'm like, dude, honestly, I don't really know a lot of detailers here in Florida. You know, when I started out, um, I reached out to some of the local guys, tried to try to befriend them, you know, try to learn from them. And, and all I got was either blown off or I was told, you know, things that would make me fail. You know, there's a, there's a really, <clears throat> I don't know if he's big. I mean, probably nobody knows about him, but he's, he's big with one of the um, higher tier ceramic companies. Um, and when I first met him and was talking to him, he told me, he goes, I don't wash cars. I'm like, what do you mean you don't wash cars? And he goes, he goes, I'm compounding them anyways. I, so I just throw the compound on the pad and I start going to it with a, oh, yeah, you know who I'm talking about. Cause we've had this conversation before. I, um, I know. Well, maybe you don't. Um, but you know, like to me, you know, 20 years in the car wash industry, like I knew better. You know, and I'm like, this guy's so full of shit. You know, like the next week I'm on his Instagram page and there he is out, out in the back of his shop, like hand washing a Z06. And I'm like, you know, and, and some other things that he told me just didn't line up. So is this the uh, the one handed polisher? No, no. Oh, OK. Um, so, you know, the thing to me was like, wow, I'm just starting out and this guy is is that afraid of me. 
Um, and, and unfortunately, I mean, that's, that's how a lot of this industry is. It's, you know, everybody's like, Oh my God, here's another detailer. Because again, it's, it's unregulated. Anybody can do it. You go to, like you said, Alan, you go, go to Walmart, load up on, on chemical guys products. And all of a sudden, boom, you're a detailer. Right. Um, so I like to, I like to talk to all the detailers in my area. Like, I, I do too. If I can. I'm pretty much friends with them all. Yeah. I just got done helping one today, actually. Another there's no, it's, there's it no competition if you're good at what you do. Right. Yeah. But it is going to, when you start out, it is going to be hard, depending on oh, who it you is. talk to, because people are going to be guarded. They, they're going to look at oh. competition. They're going to be too afraid that you're going to. The thing I hate the most is what they, I don't know if this is common in your area, but they'll send a customer over to you and like come try to get a different package from you or something, you know, like they want to paint corrections, ceramic coating. They want the interior done too, but they want a price for each anything separately. You know, like they want a price for this. And then they'll, they'll even try to book the appointment or whatever, yeah. and then they won't show up or whatever. So I don't think I had to do you know, you know, Alex, you did bring up a point that uh, what I did when, when I started getting into those gated communities doing those RVs, um, I actually watched those season detailers for a week before I started going in there. I right. wanted to see what they were doing right, what I could do differently. Um, a big thing for me was, and, and, and I didn't concern myself with them. I knew what they charged. I knew what they were doing. But um, for me, it, I, when I started out, I didn't focus on anybody else. I, I wanted to focus on how to grow my own business. And a lot of it was, I'm going to, I don't know how to, I'm definitely not the same caliber of detailer they are. But you know, they were, they would call me hack. And we see, like you were saying, oh, we see thousands of you come and go yeah. every year, blah, blah, blah. It just fueled me to say, you know what, dude, I'm going to be in two years. I'm going to have all these freaking RVs. It just fueled, it fueled me. Right. But I, what I did do is I watched them and I, I, I took notes on what are they doing? Right. What aren't they doing? Right. And what could I possibly do better? And <laughs> for me was, I'm just going to, I'm going to charge them a uh, uh, fair day's pay for a hard day's work and i'm just going to sit there and grind their you know grind at it and right. let these people see that you know like hey i'm done washing the roof and these guys are packing up and leaving and, and the biggest complaint i heard from, from customers was they felt that they weren't getting their money's worth people just aren't spending time on their rv they're blowing and going right. so i'm like hey, well, I'm, I'm not going to do that you know and uh, and, and you start building your clientele up that way. And uh, I think a lot of people, you know, a lot of newcomers should really just focus on what means a lot to a customer is doing what you say you're going to do when you say you're going to do it. Show up, communicate, job. you know, oh, buddy, right. Like there's things detailers can do to be a professional detailer long before they become a professional detailer. Detailing yeah. all portion of our business. Right. Customer service, showing up on time, keeping your schedules, looking, you know, clean and not like, you know, a bag of dicks. Yeah. Smoking cigarettes with a buffer in your hand. And, and that's all, <laughs> you know, guys detailing boats without their shirts on, like in marinas. That's like I had my guys when I when I first started, I had them all in shirts tucked in, you know, all same colored khaki shorts. I didn't know what the hell I was doing, but I could sure as hell look like I did. Right. Yeah. No, you're, yeah. you're exactly right. And that was one of the things, I mean, when I managed the my first car wash, 
um, that was one of the things that the owners were very adamant about. I mean, they they kind of came from the country club atmosphere. So they wanted the car wash to kind of mimic the country club. You know, they had everybody, you know, management supervisors were in polos. You know, obviously your your you know frontline vacuumers and stuff like that preppers are are in you know t-shirts, but they had to come clean and and impress at least. I mean, if they had a grungy ass t-shirt that looked like it was the only t-shirt they ever were given or or purchased or whatever, and they wore it six days a week and you know it was turning black, you know you got to get a new t-shirt, you know, either we gave, we provided one for them or, you know, made them buy one, but, but you're exactly right with that. I mean, it's your, your look and your presentation is, means more than a lot of anything else. Because again, when you're talking about, um, you know, working on somebody's $300,000 car and you look like you should be on the side of the road, you know, doing $25 washes, you're not going to get that car, you know, uh-huh. but if you look the part, even if you don't know it, you're probably going to get the job just for looking the part. Right. That's not to say that when you first start out, you should, you know, you should be targeting $300,000. No, no, but you know, <laughs> that's, that's everybody's, that's, that's what everybody wants. Right. I've gotten to the point now because that's how I was, right? Like I, I always wanted that portfolio car. I wanted the Ferrari. I wanted the Lamborghini. I wanted the McLaren. I wanted the whatever. I want, I want, I want. I want. Now, I just want people that pay money. I don't give a shit mm-hmm. what kind of car it is, right? They all have four wheels and a steering wheel. I just want money. <laughs> so. Dude, I did a shit brown fucking Outback the other day. Right. I, I, hated, I hated the color. I thought it was a fucking ugly color. The Outbacks are not a bad vehicle. It's pretty cool. No, it's, but it's not. when I when I did the vehicle, I was like, I don't. I really didn't. I, I cared about getting paid, just like you said. Like yeah. I'm still gonna get the same amount of money I get on the Outback that I would if I did, like you said, a Ferrari or something. Yeah. But I think that's the problem. When a lot of people start off, they have that that exotic in mind. Like everybody wants to detail the exotic. That mm-hmm. you know they try and go for that, go for that, go for that. And, and little do they know that those exotic people won't pay the same price right. as somebody I else. Mean, exactly. I target like Corollas. <laughs> I, I target Corollas, minivans. Like it's there's more of them on the car than there are Ferraris. Right. Um, more of them on the road, I should say. You'll, yeah, you'll, you're right though. You'll detail twenty Chevy twenty five hundreds. You know, long before you'll detail one McLaren. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Depending on what you know, obviously what venue you're in. I'm in I'm in a, a blue collared uh, little little country town. Mm-hmm. There's no McLarens around, you know. So, We've got them around here. There's plenty of them. I just I don't target them though. Yeah, I mean you, you find yourself going after those, and then you lose sight of the people <clears> that <throat> are willing to hand you money. You know, you know, hand over fist, so to speak, because you're trying to get these cars. Uh, I stopped going to car shows, you know, I mean, I know so many detailers go to car shows because they're trying to get stuff. The one thing I learned from car shows is a, they already have a detailer or B they like doing it themselves. It was a waste of money. Yeah. I mean, why am I going to get up early on a Sunday morning or Saturday morning and go to a car show? I'd rather go in and make money or spend time with my family. My niche has been 
classic cars. I mean that I've I've kind of found myself in that niche now. Yeah. Uh, so, but but dude, I I have my I have a hot rod. You know, I I have a motorcycle. So I mean, yeah. I'm into that. So when I'm at car shows, I really don't. Uh, I want to say I'm there for the car show. I'm really not there pushing work. Right. right. And that's and that's how other people are when they go to car shows. They don't want to be bothered by a detailer hounding them to do their Ferrari or their classic, you know, muscle car, or, you know, their badass bike or whatever. They just want to be there to enjoy. But being in that community and networking within that community and those people saying, oh, yeah, he's one of us. I mean, you that stuff trickles out to you. Like, right. Um, and that's you, different because you have you have your, your network of friends. You get yeah. Jobs. Right. You're not, you're not just the detailer that goes and parks out in the parking lot and walks in and is trying to. Like the back window of my hot rod says. <laughs> with your, with your detail your shirt with yeah. 10 different products on the back. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let me stop. Yeah. Yeah, it's the, uh, it's the uh, look at me, I'm a detailer shirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I could go a little further with it, but I'm not going to. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, most I'll, I'll go with my hat on, and if they read it and they see it, they ask me about it, I'll talk to them. Usually, they just want advice on how to do something, though. They exactly. don't want they don't want yeah. you to do it for them. But you know, and that's fine yeah. too. And I'll do that. I enjoy doing that, actually. Yeah, I mean, basically you know, just talking shop at that point. Alex, that kind of goes to what you were saying, uh, and and what I was saying is. Uh, you know, when you're starting out, man, you got to take everything that comes your way. I yeah. mean, boats, RVs. So uh, I think a lot of detailers now, from what I see, um, they've got tunnel vision of this, this, you know, this being a paint correction specialist and, right. and you know, and their, their orbitals and their this and that. And, and I think they lose sight of uh, kind of what we were all talking about is a dollar is a dollar is a dollar when you're starting out and you mm -hmm. better like you better take the damn Prius along with the vet along with the guy's uh, 1996 coachman RV that hasn't been washed in 10 years and right. you, you got listen they're we'll going they're gonna get the overflow stuff from detailers like us that see that coachman pull in and go, I ain't touching that freaking thing. Hey, call, call Johnny uh, detailer who just started his business up down the road. I mean, yeah. you're going to get the overflow of the guys like us that are all booked out solid for, and, and that's not to say we're any better, I'm any better or less. It's just the fact that from us being an, an established business, our schedules are booked out. Right. And that's, and that's another good point too. If you're, if you're a starting out detailer, cause I did this in the beginning is, is find those guys or those gals that are already built a business and successful and try to come into them and say, Hey, look, you know, if you have any overflow, if there's anything you can't take care of, shoot it to me, I'll kick you, I'll kick you back a percentage of it. Because if they're too booked out to do the work, why not you try to get it? You end up with that person as a client. You kick that person who, who sent it to you, you know, 50 bucks, depending on the job, 20 bucks, depending on the job. And they have a lifelong client. Exactly. exactly. Like I don't, do mess, I don't do messy interiors. I don't. So right. any detailer that starts out and has a mighty Lee or, or is just starting out and wants to do it, they're getting my interior 
All right. Yeah. And, and I've, I've talked about it on here. I mean, we have a, a group of us here in Orlando that, that I'm friends with and, and we, we have a little um, chat messenger group, um, you know, and if one of us gets a client that we can't do or don't want to do or, or we're too busy to do, we put it into the group like, hey, I've got a client. Does anybody want it? Does anybody want to do it? This is what it is. Um, and it's and a good it's, idea. It's great because, I mean, we can help each other out. Um, you know, sometimes what I'll do is, is, you know, if, if, um, if it's something that I can't do or something that I don't want to do, um, you know, I'll, I'll just, I'll shoot to, you know, Hey, you know, Google this person, get their information. Um, you know, a couple of the local guys, I mean, I can't do boats or RVs and in my shop, if I, if I can get it parked outside and it's something that I can do kind of quick, you know, one day type deal, I'll do it. I'll do it outside in the sun. I don't give a shit, you know, money's money. Um, but if it's a big job that I know I can't do because it won't fit in my shop, I, Hey, look, you know, this is the, the RV guy here in town, you know, reach out to them, see if they can. And, that's, and that's the thing too, you know, like we've been in business a long time at this point now. And we, I, I know what it was like when we, I started out. So as yeah. far as, as far as competition, uh, you know, and, and I'm starting over in this town. I've only been in this town for three years. So now I'm just finally starting to see that three-year profit stage. Right. I've lost money in this town for the first three years. I walked away from a, you know, a 12-year established business in Florida. Um, so I'm starting completely over fresh in this little town. You know yeah. what I mean? But uh, I, I sub work out all the time. I, I don't look at it as competition and all that stuff. You know, what 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 are we competing against here? I, right. I'm enough in my my business to where i'm like hey listen if i can help you out you're starting out bro detailing is a hard life man yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm here to help you any way i can and i would suggest seeing if you if your town or your city or whatever has like a local detailer page like i just found out that there's a an orlando detailers page on facebook um of you guys though <laughs> not not a lot of guys not a lot of guys i mean it, there's not a lot of posts on it i was kind of getting into it to see what it is but it is a lot of local guys and um, atlanta has a huge one yeah i mean they'll they'll uh, post up you know if they need some help or if they need this or they need that i mean the the one guy who kind of runs it tries to put together like a a detailer luncheon once a month so for like everybody if they can you know to get together and kind of network and i think that's awesome you know i mean um hopefully one of these months i'll be able to make a detail luncheon but they always seem to fall on days i've got work and i'm not turning work down to go eat pizzas with some detailers um, <laughs> you know as much as i'd love to but um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's another thing. I mean, you know, if, if you're going to get in the Facebook group, see if your town has a detailer page, you know, a, a local detailer page and get on that and see if you can network. Um, I, I think that's a great idea for starting out. And you, Detail you know, groups are great. Some of them. Yeah. Some yeah, of some them. Of, some of them. You know, you just have I to... Have you just have I had to learn off a couple of our page, like a couple of the pages. I, I recently just got back on, but I had to dip out of it. I was just, I was like, yeah. listen, we're all supposed to be experienced detailers here. What's this stuff? How much do you charge for a car wash shit? You know? Um, yeah. But um, Alex said, I had another thing jotted down here that newcomers I think can really um, capitalize on that us guys don't do as much as we did um, when first starting out. 
and I did it for a lot for the first couple of years here. And that's foot the pavement. Um, I yeah. think a lot of newcomers, they're, it, we're in the day and age, like you were talking about Facebook and Facebooking groups and boosting posts and this, that, and the other pay thing. Let, let's face it. When people see it, something that like, oh, a detail, a new detailer, they'll scroll right through that stuff. Yeah. If, if those guys can get out there and hit foot the pavement and go shake hands of local business owners and, and people out in your community, draw a 10 mile radius around your business and hit all those businesses, doctors, like if you're mobile, hit those doctors. Hey, can I, can I leave some, can I leave some business cards, you know, find, find, um, find places that have a a community bulletin boards and post up, you know, your business cards or, or, you know, a little, you know, do a little ad on paper or whatever. Um, That's one thing. People are more likely to to say yes when you're standing in front of them shaking right. their hand. They're more likely to remember you. Oh, that's that detailer guy down yeah. the street than they are if you hand if you just throw a stack of business cards at a bank and say, "Hey, I opened up a detail shop down the street. Here's some cards. Yeah. Out the door you go." Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, if you if you if you know somebody there, right? Like if you're if you're like let's say the the local eatery you know you, you you go you eat there a lot the people know you or something like that and they treat you like family like that's that's a good like hey you know can i leave some business cards because then you've got somebody that's that's like oh yeah you know like that's a good guy like he comes in here eats a lot we know him he's you know yeah that's a get good out in your community it. that's where right. that's where your business is another thing that most people kind of don't want to do but i mean shit i did it and it was what helped me get the the jump start off is don't be afraid to go and and try to pick up a like a little used car lot you know that's used car lot now those are that's how i got started yeah they always we were, we were our body shop was connected to a dealership okay so like from there like i i had we split a wash bay it was like a wall down the center they right. had one side i had the other side and that's how i started we learned off of each other for a little bit so yeah. i learned how to spray aerosol dressing everywhere yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's not gonna be, it's not, not going to be the best money in the world <laughs> but i mean when I first started out, that dealership was feeding me anywhere between fifteen hundred and twenty five hundred dollars a week. You'll have them lined up outside your door, right? Right, doing yeah, cars. And at the I dealership, mean, you'll get the worst of the worst. So right, that's your training so, right there. Yep, exactly. Buddy, I just turned that because you're gonna have to know what to throw at what. Like yep. you get a minivan with gum in the carpet. Do you know how to get that off right away? No, yep. <laughs> you have to figure it out. And and, and any and anything you do, anything you do to the paint is only going to make it look better. Right. So they're, <laughs> yeah. going to be, they're going to be happy. I mean, that's where, that's where I felt like I honed a little bit of my stuff was because, you know, I could take, I could take one of their worst cars and, and say, look, I'm going to spend more time on this than I normally, than I know I'm getting paid for because I'm going to use it as training. But right? you don't have anything else scheduled out because you're just yeah, starting out. Exactly. Right. Do you remember the first car you ever buffed? <laughs> buffed? Yeah, like before Dude, that, was, that was that was like 1995, bro. I don't remember what I did yesterday. <laughs> I remember the first car I did a full wet sand on. Yeah, <laughs> it was my daughter's 06 black uh, Dodge Caliber. <laughs> that was the nicest fucking looking Dodge Caliber on the planet yeah. when I was done. Yeah. Hey, my, hang on, my I, first I take... car was a 1987 uh, Chevy. I, I, I think it was an 87 or 89 Typhoon. Nice. It had a red single stage paint. It was just faded. And they were like, do something with it. I took a wool pad, 
with a rotary and just put holograms all in it and then figure out how to get them out <laughs> with a go. dual action polisher. So, so I take it back. I, I do remember because I remember at the car wash, I actually got trained at a different location than the one that I was working at. And it was on a black 90, I don't know, three, four Celica. Um, because that was the first one I got to put a wheel on. And then I went back to the location I was at and I told my manager, hey, the, the guy over there was teaching me how to run a rotor and he got all pissed off that he wasn't the one that got to train me. Um, so then the <laughs> second car I did was my buddy's uh, red Fox body Mustang. Um, and the, the manager was like, let me show you what not to do. And uh, went full send on the rotary with a wool pad on the... Uh, <laughs> on the um that's the, how i learned the rubber seal the rubber seals around around the the rear side windows and just ate up the rubber seals and he goes that's what you don't do and my buddy was like what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> my first vehicle i used a rotary on was a uh, shit infinity g35 it was silver and yeah i took paint off <laughs> right under, right under the door I had a handle. thin inch wool yeah. pad. It was like this big, you know. You know, but one panel at a time, not like a section. I didn't yeah. claim art. I barely washed it, and I was just <laughs> going back. To, you know, it looked good. It looked good. You know, with it, at least in the shade. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> and that's another thing those guys can do is go make friends <laughs> with the local junkyard owner. Yeah, I mean, they'll send they'll send you out back, dude, and say, "I can pick out a hood, dude." Yeah, you know, they'll, they'll, they're I'm sick of top. taking your fifty dollars. They see you so much, they're just like, "Go, go, pick out a panel." You yeah, know, not, just, even, not even the junkyard. I when have, I have truck beds behind our shop, we have just yeah, body. That's what I was gonna say. Body shops. I mean, when I, when I was starting to do this at the car wash, we went to the to the body shop down the street and would get hoods. Yeah, and, for sure. And and then we would tape them off and show a difference between a clay and a knot and we would we, we sure. made a, we made a, a mount for it and put it right on the on the patio you know well, see, oh, it, i put a hood out front i, I coated half of it yeah i didn't do anything mm -hmm. to the other half of it and you can see when it was rain that yep. side would just shed the water off and the other side would still be wet you could throw mud at it if you wanted to like a bucket of mud and it would just you know let's see i still I still use test hoods to this day to test out different products. I, uh, especially, yeah, when I was, dude. you know, testing out uh, um, all the ceramic coatings and graphene when graphene came out. And I tested I graphene like for a year before that. But, you know, that's a great thing for new detailers to go get a hood and sit there and go, okay, so I got this Sonax 0406 with this pad. Like, well, yeah. how does it work with this pad, that pad, this combination? It allows you to sit there and grind and, and square paint off to, to see what product works right. good and what and, pads do. And create create your own defects. I mean, take a take a yeah. key and, and lightly lightly scratch up the hood. Take a Brillo pad and lightly scratch Dude, up I, the I, hood. I took my weed whacker and weed whacked the <laughs> shit out of this hood and then told Jesus. my employee to go and fix it. <laughs> nice. God damn. I did one with steel wool. For, I was trying to do one for the 50-50 the Worldwide Challenge one time. Yeah, I took a black GM hood and just took steel wool to it. I tell you what, I got it looking pretty damn good. <laughs> I burnt like several different places trying to get it good. <laughs> it I think bad. 
I think we need to tell Noxie for the next one week in challenge. They need to do a weed whacker. Yeah, that's <laughs> a fucking good one. I think I videotaped it if I still got it. It might have been on an old phone, but yeah. Oh, man, that's awesome. I'll do another one with it. It's dope. So we're, we're, we're coming to the end of uh, our hour. We usually like to keep it around an hour. So um, I would like to do probably like closing remarks, like each of you go and kind of give your top advice to a new detailer listen to this podcast <laughs> shut up i no, no, no 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 listen say, listen not not out. this podcast says detail solutions podcast listen to this podcast i think i think we shared a yeah. lot of information in this podcast this episode let me let me rephrase go listen to this episode i, I think yeah. i think there was a lot of information shared in this um, that could definitely help. Mm -hmm. I agree. And and go to a training. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was kind of. I mean, I would listen. If you see a day. training, if you see a training class that's got fifteen guys working on a Honda Civic, don't go to that training class. Yeah, there you go. I went to DJ's shop today to help him do a car, but just mm -hmm. going to help another detailer out, I learned yeah. that a microfiber will put my wool pad to shame. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, he was outpacing me fast as hell. So I'll probably yeah, go back and learn a little bit more from him. You know, if you can, yeah. if you can definitely link up with another detailer, you know, that's willing to 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 show you some things or or you know help you out, and and you help them out with you know time or labor or whatever. That's that's definitely a good thing to do. Yeah. So like to gain an experience, the first thing you probably want to do is start on some trashed out cars. I mean. You're gonna if you want to learn interiors, contact the dealership. They'll send you anything. Uh, they're not gonna want to pay you a lot of money, but you're gonna learn experience. So you're basically learning the trade there and getting paid to learn the trade. So, like you cars, said, Ray, cars a month. Like that, you said, Ray, the only way to get experience is to get experience. You can't be a 20 year detailer in two months. So I mean, yeah. that you know, it just take experience comes with time, man. Uh, it just does. Work on you learn how to clean one pair of car or one set of carpet, but the next carpet is like a Velcro, and you have no idea how to clean that now. Yeah. We're still all I'm still learning, man. I still try and stay yeah. clean as hell. Mm -hmm. Stay yeah. humble and just realize you're gonna be really shitty in the beginning. I mean, Jason kind of humbled me last week when we were talking about how I made the comment of the very first episode of this podcast was kind of like my very first paint correction. Um and quality and i actually went back and found it jason i remember i sent you that that 50 50 um mm -hmm. it, was, it was probably one of the first ones i did at the car wash and bruno's like they're still marring it and i was like i know <laughs> <laughs> but i thought i was the shit man it was clear as, you know to me it was clear and i go back and i look at it so just You're like oh yeah so just yeah. know you know i mean shoot I, I go back and look at things even a year or so ago and i'm like wow like i probably could have done better mm -hmm. so, yeah i see like, i come up on my facebook memories all the time like i saw one that was from 14 years ago and it said i'm detailing cars 30 dollars a car come by <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> or a case of beer I was, doing three, I was doing three a day at that point i was like 90 bucks a day yeah you, know, you didn't see that shit you see that meme that i did it said uh it has this homeless dude sitting on the corner holding a sign <laughs> it's like 70 detailers be like 75 dollar full detailer 
details. Yeah. What I see is homeless need beer. Yeah. <laughs> and some listen, sometimes you have to start out cheap. I mean, I started out cheap because I didn't know any better. I didn't know. Mm. It. I thought and, thirty dollars was great for the day. Right. Like I was doing, right. So well, I was already I, making eighty-six dollars a day, thirteen dollars an hour. Right. So, I mean, I mean, listen. How you're old not, are you? Were you detailing in the seventies? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thirty-five now. But I was listen. like, I was twenty-two. You know, I didn't know any better. I was just, I was doing it for fun and like. Right. The first car I ever detailed, I didn't even charge them for it because their car came into our body shop, and it was mm. like. You've seen people with the pack rat cars, the shits to the ceiling. Yeah. I took everything out of that car. And then I was like, I figured out what wasn't trash and what was any kind of receipt was I kept it, but I put everything into boxes and like, basically I threw away empty containers a lot. Yeah. And I put everything else into boxes and let them sort through it on their own. But yeah, yeah. they came out, they picked up the car. Their daughter was like, holy shit, I can sit in the back seat. Like, <laughs> yeah. Cause all your shit's in the trunk in a box. Baby. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So yeah, it was good times. It was fun. I I still enjoy doing interiors like that. I just I, I like to get paid for them now. Like mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> that's time. Yeah, that's what the you, only thing. Are you fifty know. bucks now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Interior. My interior started. He says no as he's changing it from fifty <laughs> to seventy-five. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything? Any other last words, Bruno? No, nah, man. I thought this was a great episode, man. I, I, think so I had too. fun. You know, I'm glad, I'm glad I you laughed. stepped up. <laughs> glad Jason, you stepped up and picked the topic. No, it's year two, man. Year two. Year two, Jason. Awesome, guys. Jason's that's right awesome. out of the bat. Year with year two. Oh, so, that's awesome, man. Yeah. Listen, I I appreciate you guys all coming on, Bruno. Thank you for setting this up because. Um, I honestly didn't, didn't have a topic. I, well, I didn't have a topic for this week, so I'm glad you finally did. I mean, I I came up with a topic for next week, but that was kind yeah. of super last minute um, to try yeah. and make it for this week. So I'm glad you 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 pulled one out of your out of your hat for this week. Um, Alan Raymond, thanks guys for coming on. Um, yeah, right on, Alex. Yeah, you know you. Uh, Where can people find you guys? Oh yeah, that's that's yeah. Listen, year two, I'm already forgetting what to do. Well, yeah, I'm I'm at 781 detailing on pretty much every handle: Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. OnlyFans. I freaking yeah. yeah. I'm thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see I absolutely. I absolutely love freaking TikTok. I'm having a blast at it. I can kind TikTok of let loose. Great. Um, buddy, um, Instagram though, I try and keep that only for detailers. So clean slate detailing on, uh, on Instagram. I, I weed out everybody and just solely just kind of keep it for detailing networking there. And it's great. I, I love the social media, man. I love networking with other detailers because we can all talk and, and, and bullshit without egos, you know? Right. I'm also in, I'm in detailing one-on-one. Auto Geek by Auto Geek. I'm the admin or moderator for him. So you know me from there probably. I help a lot of people in there or try to. I think it's yeah. fun to help. Yeah, I know you every time you every time you cancel out one of my posts or something like that. <laughs> Dude, if it has a cuss word, we have to delete it. That's our rule. So I don't even remember what it was. You canceled out one of mine and I was like, really? Well, there's a lot of memes and stuff that we'll take down, but I don't even if think, it was, if you I don't even think if, it was any of that because I try not to be 
I try not to be that guy in any other. Did groups. you share a link to an outside competitor? I don't know. I'm totally that guy in every group. <laughs> <laughs> I love busting detailers' balls because we're egomaniacs and we need yeah. to keep, be checked down a little bit. You know, I'm I, the first I think, one to do I think it. if we're going to have Alan on the podcast again, you got to come with the wig and glasses. You got oh, to have well, your alter ego on. I'll Chilson. You could have told everybody you had the wig and glasses on. This is audio, ding dong. Oh, dude, no, I got to get in character and everything. And, and well, uh, yeah, he, it is a character. So, yeah, it's a different voice and everything. Oh, okay. I got you. That started me making fun of one detailer in particular who had banned me on, on uh, uh, different platforms. But uh, then it just progressed into just me making fun of the detail industry as a whole. Nice. <laughs> and I catch a lot of flack for it too. Eh, yeah. Well, they just you know they get the sand out their veg. Yeah. All right, Bruno, you want to tell everybody where you're at, or we just? Uh, yeah, you can find me on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook at Pain Assassins, uh, and my name. That's you, pretty much you, it. Do you want to share the new? Oh yeah, um, if you. Uh, Go to the Pain Assassins Den, which is the new uh, Facebook store for the merchandise and all that shit. I'll also be posting up Ooh, actual training you. events that will benefit detailers, not no rinky dink like you know. Here, go spend fifteen hundred dollars and get a certificate type bullshit, but actual trainings that will benefit you. Um, that that as well, um, and soon to come, uh, the Detailers Warehouse. Can we can we finally purchase merch on this page, or we still got to yep. go through you? No, you can. You can. Twerking, twerking, twerking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. nice. So you click the button; it'll send you to me. <laughs> Listen, man. They want the Facebook wants to take five percent of my profit. I said, "Fuck you." You don't even make five percent. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> That's what I'm saying. I don't even make five percent off my shit. I'm I'm trying to get off. I want to get off my business off of Facebook, to be honest, because like every time I get in trouble for a fucking meme, they disconnect my. I have no access to my account. Buddy, so, I'm going through something like that right now. They flagged my business account, saying that I post uh, sensitive stuff, you know, due to my personal account. You know, so they've linked nice. my personal and business. It, it's yeah. bad. Yeah, yep. yeah. They locked me out of mine for 30 days. Oh, <laughs> I couldn't get into it. I could use Messenger, but that was it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And then uh, if anybody wants to look for me, I am Alex Russell CDSV on Facebook, uh, Detail Solutions, um, Auto Spa on Facebook, Instagram, and Detail Solutions Podcast on Facebook and Instagram and TikTok, but I haven't played with it enough yet. <laughs> I posted like I posted like four videos and then and then I got busy and forgot about it. TikTok's where it's at now, buddy. Dude, TikTok is so, so much awesome. fun. So here's TikTok. so here's my TikTok experience. Like I'm like, oh, I'm gonna get on TikTok and and do some stuff, and then the first thing that pops up is is one of the funny people that I follow, and they give me a little chuckle, so I give them a little heart, and then I scroll and I scroll, and it's four hours later, and I'm like, fuck, I. I'm done with this. <laughs> That's how it happens. <laughs> and then I'm like, shit, I didn't post anything. And well, I got 
Alan here, he's on my for you page like every five videos. I see him. Mm -hmm. It's probably mm -hmm. why I, it's probably why I got to go back into work after we finish this podcast because TikTok <laughs> for six hours a day. <laughs> TikTok's a job in a, in and of itself, man. Apparently, yeah. All right, guys, I I appreciate it. Uh, thanks for stopping in. Year two, baby. First episode. Um, Congrats, guys. Is, is a what's on your mind? So, um, for anybody who's curious. I don't, I don't know when I'm going to start Q and A's back up. I'm still working on my list. Um, I might try to wrangle that out this week or it'll be next week. So Q and A's will be back shortly, but until then we'll knock out some, some fun. Uh, what's on your minds. All, All right, right gentlemen, everybody right, have a nice evening. Uh, talk to you guys soon. Thank you. Appreciate it. If I don't see y'all happy fourth. Yep. You too. Right, see you later, Ray. All right. All right guys. Bye, guys. Have a good one.